Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It is Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. Ooh, okay, uh, I guess. Welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast review of SmackDown and Rampage. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell. I'm joined by your jam that champion, Tempest. And we're going to be talking about SmackDown and Rampage. I'm still getting over my illness, so apologies if I'm coughing, because I almost just did then, but I'm trying to, trying to hold it in. Love that, so, Pokemon. Coughing. Yeah. Coughing, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, it's, it's, it's still a little bit here, so I'm still coughing a little bit. But I'm getting, I'm past most of it, so it's fine. Uh, you're gonna hold that up the whole show. Absolutely, that would no, be, that would be insane if you did. Um, get in your old stats at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We're gonna go through all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. And also, we have to say thank you to this video's sponsor, Beer. B-52 specifically, uh, who have helped us do this show, <laughs> helped us do this show. If you click the link that's in the description at beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk, you can get yourself eight free craft beers. And all you have to do is pay for the postage and the shipping, which is like five quid if you're in the UK. It's nothing. For eight beers, five nothing. quid. That's, that's a bargain. It's a steal. Let's go click that link and get some beer. We'll talk about it a little bit more later as well. Thank you, Beer52. Yeah, so I was, was going to hold up this title the whole time and not like <laughs> not want to get sick. But then I remembered all the time we spent making out earlier. So yeah, I, I know yeah, there's just so yeah. much of it. Like yeah, I, I, I think that damage has already been done. Yeah. Um. So, uh, SmackDown started with Logan Paul, WWE superstar Logan Paul. Yeah. So, okay, I'm not a huge fan of Logan Paul, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's a crazy hot take to have. I mean, yeah, don't shoot a video in the suicide forest. Yeah. No. That's 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 that, that's a given, I think. Know, talented fellow though in this in this line of work. Indeed, yes. And I think I was very impressed with his work with Miz at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. His like natural heelish charisma that he had. I was like, damn, he's a he's a bona fide megastar heel in WWE. This is great. Uh, and then they turned him babyface and I was way less into it. 
Uh, and while he had a very impressive match with Miz at SummerSlam, a lot better than I think a lot of people were expecting, I still think that it was better than people expected. I don't think that makes it great. <laughs> like, I think he performed very well, but I think people enjoyed that match so much because it was so much better than we were expecting, not because it was, you know, a match of the year caliber match or anything. Sure, it was It was a four-star match on the celebrity scale. Exactly. Uh, otherwise, it was a two-and-a-half-star match. Exactly. Which yes. is fun. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of his, uh, and I don't think the babyface run works because everyone just boos him all the time because he's such a booable man. He has such a punchable face. Like, he comes out with, like, the chain around him and, like, these douchey sunglasses. Like, he's the perfect guy to boo. He's such a dick all the time. But they're really insistent on trying to make him a baby face. And the crowd just boo consistently. But he came out to say, whoopsie poopsie, I opened my mouth again and I did a bad. And I accidentally called out Roman Reigns. Sure. Mm -hmm. But then, positive, Paul Heyman's back yeah. with the bloodline. That's cool. That's an element that's been missing. Paul Heyman came back with the full bloodline without minus Roman Reigns, of course. But with big piece to miss. Yeah. But with the Usos and Solo Sokoa and Sami Zayn and Paul Heyman, they all came out. And he put over Logan Paul's achievements, uh, but then said, hey, you really shouldn't face Roman Reigns because he will kill you. Like, you're going to die if you go in that ring with him. Um, but. Logan's like, hey, I've got a press conference tomorrow. I might call him out. I might not. <laughs> so I really want to punch you. You're such a dick. Um, <coughs> Paul Heyman then gets in the ring and just says, all right, enough's enough. Solo, get up here and take out Logan Paul. Get him. Solo! It literally like yelled out his name. Solo gets up on the ring. But then Sami Zayn gets in and tries to smooth it out and says, you know, Solo, it's fine. I got this. Don't you worry about it. Paul... You know, I just don't think you're the right guy for this job right now. You know, it, ta it takes someone of my caliber to smooth this situation over. Paul Heyman solved this wonderfully, threw the microphone away, and just walked out of the ring and said, <laughs> All right. Just walked out. Walked over and knocked over Michael Cole's drink. <laughs> and, and then Michael was like, thanks for spinning my drink. And then he grabs it and pulls it again over some nights. That was great. It's, it reminded me a lot of that bit with CM Punk and John Cena and the Diet Pepsi when mm -hmm. CM Punk was doing commentary. Like there was yeah. one week where John Cena knocked over his Pepsi and he was like, John, my, my soda, my soda, my soda, John. And he does it the next week and he walks up to him and he's like, John, don't you knock over my soda. And Cena like picks it up, hands it to <laughs> yeah. him. And Punk just grabs it and throws it on the ground. <laughs> Classic. Yes. Love it. Uh, Sammy, of course, immediately turns into a punch from Logan Paul mm -hmm. and gets knocked on his ass. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and then Ricochet came out and he had a match with Sami Zayn. So mm -hmm. this is all set up. Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns, which presumably is going to be announced today because mm -hmm. I think they're doing the press conference today, right? Um, and supposedly it's going to be happening at Crown Jewel. Mm -hmm. Crown Jewel is at the beginning of November, like November yeah. 7th or something like that. That is like seven weeks away. Yeah, because we got extreme rules before then, mm. but Roman Reigns doesn't work B paper. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, okay. So presumably we're not going to have a Roman Reigns title match at Extreme Rules. No, that is the report. And we're going to be having this Logan Paul match at Crown Jewel. Now, I've seen a lot of people have a lot of thoughts about this one. And I will say, uh, I don't agree with a lot of it. <laughs> because I don't care about seeing this match. At all. Um, because I think you had... When you come off the back of Drew McIntyre, who for pretty much the first time in Reigns' entire run, 
felt like the guy to dethrone him. It was like, this guy is a legitimate challenger and has every chance of beating Roman Reigns. We all thought that he would as mm -hmm. well. Basically, any non-legit challenger you do after that is going to feel like a massive step back. Sure. And Logan Paul, I think in perception of WWE hierarchy, is nowhere near a world title shot. This was completely, like, shoehorned in. Yeah, but because I mean, it's, he's won it's, twice. it's the fight game. You got you got to promote the match that's going to draw the eyeballs, and that's that's how it works. They've revolutionized the boxing game. So I tweeted a thing earlier mm -hmm. that said, "As more time goes on, the less focus of my wrestling analysis focuses on what's going to be a good pay per view buy number. What's going to pop a rating? About I don't care about any of that. I want to watch a good show, mm -hmm. a good show that has a good story." That's what I want. This is not a good story. I'm not into it. This is a man that gets booed consistently, has not earned his title show against Roman Reigns, and just calls him out on a podcast, and he goes, okay, and then he makes a press conference. It's not a match I'm interested in. And for people, everyone just being like, well, it's a Saudi show. It doesn't really matter. Here's a crazy concept. I'm just going to throw it out there. Make the Saudi shows matter. I know it's insane, because they haven't done it yet, but just book an actual show. Like, it's a big show. And then it becomes a big show. Isn't that crazy how that works? Well, well, it's a big show if they treat it like a big show. I just, I don't know. People are like, well, it's non-canon. They can do what they want. It's a Saudi show. It's like, just, just have a good show. Why are you booking the jokey weird stuff here? Yeah, just uh, book prop stuff. It's that weird part of season three of, uh, of Yu-Gi-Oh! Where, where instead of focusing on, on the actual tournament... They, they splice in a separate arc in the middle of two rounds of the tournament that goes on for like 30 episodes. <laughs> you can skip the whole thing and you never need to worry about it. Never comes up again. Is never mentioned again except for like, man, I'm sure glad we got out of there. Anyway, back to the tournament. It's a filler arc. And it's like, yeah. It's a filler arc. Gr granted. I, I, I do agree that if this were, if, if Crown Jewel was this month, like the end of this month and you do like a quick four- four-week little deal, get the match out of the way, and then that's fine. I wouldn't have that much of a problem with it, truthfully. I don't have that much of a problem with it as it stands. You know, we, we could disagree on this, where I, I look at this match and I go, it looks like it's going to be fun. Roman <laughs> Reigns and Logan Paul, I can watch that. I'll find enjoyment in that match somewhere. And I, I do agree that... I maybe would have liked to have seen the next pay-per-view match for Roman Reigns be, say, Kevin Owens, something like that. Like, if they did, if they did like, carrying Cross at Extreme Rules and then built to Kevin Owens at Survivor Series or something like that, maybe, maybe something like that. I don't, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. But the fact that we get so little of Roman Reigns to then have this be the next thing that he's focused on and it's going to take up his next two months... And then who knows when we see him again after that. Probably Survivor Series that same month. But again, is that going to be not. a title match? We, we don't know how they're going to handle Survivor Series yet. So yeah. there's still a lot of uncertainty about it. I don't know. I don't know. But it doesn't bother me that much. Because I get enough enjoyment out of the rest of the Bloodline stuff. And I know that you do as well. Mm, sure do. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I watched that SummerSlam match. And I just begrudgingly said, ah, God damn it, he's good at this. <laughs> I really wanted you to suck. <laughs> you know, just in that yeah. kind of like, I would have had as, 
as much fun dunking on Logan Paul being bad at wrestling as I do watching him be good at wrestling. Mm-hmm. But it's about the same. So, like, well, he's good at wrestling. So, like, okay, I'll watch it. And yeah. I probably will enjoy it. I don't know. And, I don't I don't have that much against the Logan And the Paul thing is, I'm stuff. sure this will be a good match. Mm-hmm. You know, it will be worked as a good match. I just don't care to see it. I think this detracts from Roman Reigns' current trajectory. And I think with the introduction of Solo Sokoa and kind of the reignition of like the Bloodline stuff, obviously we've been teasing a lot of Bloodline stuff for a couple mm-hmm. months now. But with Solo Sokoa being introduced, it's like, okay, this is the next era of the Bloodline, the next you know incarnation of the Bloodline. The first thing they're going to be doing is Logan Paul. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that doesn't, that doesn't fit with what's happening right now. It feels like all of the Bloodline stuff is happening in spite of the feud with, that Roman Reigns is having, not as, like, it's not linked to it in any way. To be fair, I feel like that's most of the Bloodline stuff. That's fair. And we've said, like, when we talked about Roman Reigns' run, I, I routinely bring up that the times that Roman Reigns and the Bloodline has been giving the most focus, when that has been the focal point of SmackDown, is when Roman Reigns' opponent at the pay-per-view doesn't really matter that much. Mm-hmm. It's when he faces Cesaro at Backlash. It's when he faces... Well, Rey Mysterio was going to be at the pay-per-view, but then happened on SmackDown. It's those kind of pay-per-view matches where they instead focus on what's going on in this story. And maybe this is just an opportunity for them to focus more on what's happening with the bloodline than having Roman Reigns need a bunch of interactions with a legit opponent. (laughs) I do understand the criticism of it. I do think that Logan Paul is far more suited to be a heel than a babyface. So much. It's ludicrously miscast. And if Roman Reigns was on the show more to be kind of like the tweener, not Mm -hmm. really a heel, not really a babyface, but is just a star. If he was on the show more frequently to be able to establish that character, I don't think it would be as much of a problem having Logan Paul as the heel, but like Roman's not there, so we don't have that. You know, it's it, it's it's a messy puzzle piece that doesn't quite fit the puzzle, but I'm sure the picture will still end up looking okay. Yeah, it will be fine, I guess. I, ju- I just wanted to do something better, you know? I, That's fair. I, I feel like I had better ideas, which mm-hmm. is not, it's just the opposite way around. Like, I should have my own theories about what they should do, and then they should do something better than what I've thought, mm-hmm. you know? That's generally how how wrestling works. When you get really surprised and when you get like, oh my god, that's amazing. I didn't even see that coming. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the the trip. Or even you can see it coming because it makes sense right. to do that. That's like the best stuff. When it becomes a Sami Zayn or a Kevin Owens or a, a Karrion Cross or something like that, where it's been teased and it will happen, if they then pull the trigger and do it, you're like, okay, I'm in. This makes sense. This just came out of left field and I didn't like it because I don't think it makes sense at all have him in a title shot yeah. <clears throat> i don't think in wwe canon that he's earned it because mm-hmm. he he beat who do they even face it was it the mysterions yeah it was the mysterions booyaker booyaker at, at at uh wrestlemania and then he beat the miz at SummerSlam. yeah that's former world champion the miz friggin eight time intercontinental champion the miz man who gets kidnapped by dexter loomis the miz yeah you know i just don't think that They've 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 cut out like a year of Logan Paul wrestling before he's been built up to challenge Roman Reigns. Yes, know? but he did an Emerald Flosion in that match, <laughs> which means he's an all-time great. That's 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 what that means, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Shout um, out to Misawa. Uh, yep, that I think that's what he wanted. You know, he's, absolutely. He's, he's a big Misawa fan. That that man. Yep. You tell me he's not. 
You tell me Logan Paul doesn't know who Mitsuharu Masao is. I Logan Paul doesn't know who Mitsuharu Masao oh, is. Oh, I'll ask him. All right, yeah, got, got him on speed dial, have you? Yeah. Yeah. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, should we get into some of your ultra chats here to see what you guys uh, think about all this stuff? Uh, Mayor of Painsville Dan says, Hello, LIW. Hope you guys are well, or at least uh, on the way to getting well again. Uh, this week, both SmackDown and Rampage did not click with me too much. Let's go Ethan and Sammy, though. Uh, uh, Canada reigns supreme. Question. What happens Monday? No WrestleTalk news? Hashtag Queen. We have news. Yeah. The news don't stop, so we don't stop. That works. Uh, Hawk the Outcast 823 said, uh, you know, uh, towards the end of Cody's AEW run, when he was being booed, but he was still a babyface, we all just decided he was a heel portraying a delusional babyface like Homelander. We should do that with Logan Paul, but on purpose, or just bo-leave. Yeah. I can buy that. They're all blonde, aren't they? Yeah. It's kind of, it's like, comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. That yeah. must be it. That must be it. So Cody needs to stop dyeing his hair. Yeah. And then, it'll work. I like blonde haired Cody. I was going to say, yeah, she looks much better. Yeah. Blonde. I think blonde haired Cody looks like a star. 
Mm. Black-haired Cody kind of looks like a guy. Yeah. You know? Looks a little bit like a crate wrestler. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I've always yeah. kind of felt that way. Like, when he came back for that match with Brody, like mm. the, the dog collar match, yeah. I think I love that match. It's one of my favorite <laughs> AEW matches. But I, he came back and was like, I hope you go back to the blonde hair. And he did, like, immediately mm-hmm. afterwards. Yeah. So, good job, Cody. Keep dyeing your hair. Yeah. Keeping the peroxide business in, 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 in business. Uh, Hawk the Outcast 823 again says, uh, Can I just say I'm really enjoying Solo taking a liking to Sammy. It's like Jay is doing my favorite bits from the Kevin Owens Ezekiel feud. Uh, he is the only one who doesn't like Sammy, and I could honestly see him challenge Sammy for his spot in the bloodline. The Civil War brews. It does. It's the best thing on WWE TV. Like, easy. By a wide margin, it's yeah. the best thing on WWE TV. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. It's I'm great. excited to talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a little bit here. Uh, we'll do one from Zoe Sung as well on the subject of Rampage that says, Oh, hi, guys. They're going to win in my area. Everyone loves the acclaimed. Also, on a more serious note, make sure Ollie is okay. Uh, it sucks. Finding out someone you idolize turns out to be a asterisk. And other words, uh, I can't say in an ultra chat, stay well. Yeah, we spoke to him about it. Yeah, you know, all CM Punk fans kind of go through yeah. things at times. Yeah. Just kind of comes with the territory of being a CM Punk fan. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately so. That's uh, wrestling. Yeah. Shawn Michaels fans had a hard time too. <laughs> There's a you, lot of them. You get a lot of that stuff in wrestling, unfortunately. Uh, we'll get into the rest of your Ultra Chats later on. Uh at the end of this show. Uh, but before we get into the rest of this uh, review of SmackDown and Rampage, we have to say thank you to this video's sponsor, Beer52. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Click the link that is at the top of the description down below. And you can get yourself eight free craft beers. All you have to do is pay for the postage and the shipping. And it's like a fiver if you're in the UK. And you get eight free craft beers. They are delicious. Whenever we, we always like have them around the office, whenever we do have like a drink for like After Dark or we have drinks for like live reactions or something, We'll crack open a beer 52. They give us delicious craft beers. They're always wonderful, and we can't recommend them enough. Like, Luke has been a subscriber to beer 52 for, like, years before they even sponsored this show. They are great. Genuinely, really, really good stuff. Uh, So, beer52.com forward slash restore. Get your eight free craft beers. Click that link at the top of the description. It helps support beer 52 who have done an amazing job supporting us, and it also helps us out as well. So, click the link. Do the thing. Thanks. Do the thing. Do the thing. Julie, do the thing. I just finished uh, rewatching Legend of Korra oh, the other day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of Julie's do the thing. Yeah. yeah it's good. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. There's a reason that me and my friend big, said that like every day fan. in high school. Yeah. I was a <laughs> big fan of that. Um, really not a big fan of the, the big giant metal robot, though. Mm. That's not good. No. No. There, there's parts of that show that are just utterly skippable. Entire team season two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a shame. Anyway, we're not talking about Legend of Korra here, um, though I'd like to. Uh, we are going to be talking about the rest of SmackDown right now, uh, which after that opening segment with uh, Logan Paul, then went into a match between Ricochet and Sami Zayn. And I thought this match was good. Yes. Um, nothing super crazy amazing, but it was just two guys who were good at wrestling doing some good wrestling. They let the boys wrestle these yeah. days. Yeah, which so is it's good. It's a slow integration of wrestling back into this wrestling show. <laughs> I greatly appreciate it and their efforts. Excuse me, sorry. Um, there was a lot of like 
stuff happening around this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Usos were interfering. Logan Paul then interfered. Kind of like even the odds. Uh, but the real interesting bit happened with the finish. Because, yeah. because, 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 during a Sami Zayn pin, Jey Uso started to get involved. Distracting the referee. Sami was like, what are you doing, man? I'm trying to win. And Jay's like, come on, focus. Focus on what you should be doing, man. Sammy then gets out the ring and gets like nose to nose with Jey Uso. And I'm like, oh, this is like getting intense. This is like physical stuff now. They get separated. Sammy gets back in, but he gets hit with a super kick and a shooting star press and Ricochet wins. So Ricochet gets another good win, a good solid win. Mm. That's good. Uh, Sammy Zayn and Jey Uso, still not on the same page. Big fan of that. And also... Babyface fire from Sami Zayn. Yeah. That kind of guy where someone's mistreating him. He's like, no, piss off. Gets out and gets in their face. I'm like, damn, yes, Sami, let's go. It's all these little pieces that are coming together that are going to build to something even better down the line. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really enjoying all of this. And it comes into play even more later because I was watching this show and I really had to think just about like the characters' motivations and everything. Why do they feel the way that they do? And it's getting to the point where obviously the crowd is cheering Sammy because mm. he is so entertaining. Yeah. You know, it's impossible to cheer Sammy Zayn when he's just being a goofball. But I'm watching this and I'm like, I feel like Jay Uso is in the wrong at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Like at a, at the beginning, it was like, yeah, look at this poser trying to get in on our squad. Mm-hmm. We are the actual successful ones around here. And, yep. and he's trying to latch onto that success. But Sami Zayn is doing his job yeah. very well as like, you know, finisher eater of the bloodline, protecting those who need protecting. Mm-hmm. Like if he was just a bumbling fool and couldn't get anything right, then I don't think this storyline would work as well as it does. But it's the fact that he is winning over the other people. Mm-hmm. I oh, it just makes Jay Uso then unlikable because he's I, 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 it, it's so good. Like it's just so good. There's so many layers of this. The uh-huh. storyline is like an ogre. Yeah, it's got so many layers. So I many love layers. It. Yeah. And this got this um, had another segment later on, which we'll, we'll talk about later. But I even, I think I enjoyed that segment even more Absolutely. than this one. Oh, it was so so good. Carrying uh, cross cut a promo. TikTok. TikTok. It was about it. Uh, Maximum Male Models came out. We had a little tease of LA Knight on this one mm-hmm. because they were in Anaheim, California, and uh, Max Dupree said we're a stone's throw away from LA. Dramatic pause. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Maxine Dupree was like. Come on, snap out of it. Do what you're doing. And he's like, ah, oh, right, yeah, sorry, where was I? Oh, yes, I am a caricature. <laughs> I forgot for a moment. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, and then uh, he showed off the back-to-school collection for the Maximum Male Models. And I was like, we have to sit through another long segment where they do the thing. I really enjoyed this next bit. Yeah. Where they came out, they had their back-to-school collection, Massey and Mansoir started posing immediately. Braun Strowman's music hits. They do the best sell of this music, of them just staring down the camera, just going, oh no, like proper, like over the top, goofy, scared selling. And the camera just stayed there, where you just watch Braun Strowman emerge from the back (laughs) and sprint up behind them. It was a really, really funny shot. Very well done. You don't usually get like good (laughs) 
camera work from <laughs> WWE shows, mm. but this was one of their better moments recently. They've they've done some good ones recently. They did like mm -hmm. the Dexter Loomis shot yeah. from the top of, from the top of the cage zooming down like a drone shot. This one with Braun Strowman. There's some there's some good positive signs I think in this one. Mm -hmm. uh, this was very very good camera work. Very well done. Uh, he beat up both Massey and Mansoir. Alpha Academy then came out to try and beat up Braun. They did uh, beat him up. Uh, Otis hit the world's strongest slam onto Braun. And then he immediately no sold it and sat up, and the crowd were like, "Oh, well, it's all not right. really as impressive if it didn't hurt." Yeah. So I don't think the crowd was super into Braun no selling this, and I really I wasn't either. I can't tell you why though. I I normally really like people no selling stuff, and I'm like, "Yeah, firing up, that's cool, that's awesome." For some reason, this one just didn't click, and I can't figure out why. I just don't like Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> I just don't like him. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah, I agree. It was like a weird spot. And as soon, like, if if he does this and the crowd pops, then it's a successful mm. segment. Yes. If you do the exact same segment and they don't react, well, then it fell flat. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with what they did. It's just like sometimes this sort of thing works, and sometimes it doesn't. And yeah. I don't, I don't think this one worked. No. Uh. Braun is also just Wardlow now. Yeah. Comes out, does a powerbomb, plays the crowd. Oh, do you want another one? There's a powerbomb. Hey, he does it. It's, they just, they said, well, work for Wardlow. Let's <laughs> just do it for Braun. Um, and then, yeah, no sold the, the slam, and it's going to be Braun versus Otis next week. Cool. I'm sure that will go like 30 seconds. Braun will win. Cool. Can't wait to see Otis work him over. Mm. Put Braun Strowman in a chin lock. Sounds great. Absolutely not going to happen. Yep. Uh, got a recap of Damage Control winning the tag titles. Still don't understand why they didn't just win initially. I've had so many people that I demand apologies from. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's okay, guys. You can be wrong. <laughs> 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 no. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, Not me, but, though. Never wrong. But Damage Control came out to celebrate their title win, uh, being all heelish and being like, we, we're the best. Everyone sucks. We get to be on both shows now. Yay. Yeah, exactly. I'm very happy Ex about exactly. it. My brain just... You're there. Not working today. What the They're hell there. was that? Uh, Bailey then got interrupted by Raquel Rodriguez, mm -hmm. who came out and just said, well, I want revenge because you put Aaliyah on the shelf and no, I don't like that. My, my favorite bit of this is she said something like, there's nothing you can do to stop me from getting my revenge mm -hmm. or something to that nature. Yeah. And they literally just like left the ring and she stopped. <laughs> <laughs> like... Oh it's, darn! It's ropes. It's it's, it's, it's like it's like that meme of being like, "There's nothing you can do." They do the thing. There's one thing you can do. <laughs> I'll start my revenge. Uh, That's leave. Yeah. Uh, but then we had a match between Bailey and Raquel Rodriguez, which was again fine. Um, again, nothing super special, but this was a good, solid match. Uh, Bailey won thanks to really strong interference from Damage Control. Like Dakota Kai got in the ring and got slammed and was trying to distract her. Eo Sky like raked her eyes and all sort all sorts of stuff. There was a lot happening of mm. interference here. It wasn't a little bit of interference. It was a lot. Uh, a lot and Bailey got the win. Uh, cool. Yeah, works for me. And then who came out to save Raquel? Shotzi did. Mm-hmm. So she's a babyface now, I guess. Sure. You know, on 
uh, my GM mode on 2K22. I'm vaguely familiar. When you when you book the uh, the role change promo slot, and regardless of how strong the promo is, it could be weak, good, excellent, whatever. The turn still happens. This is a weak promo. <laughs> but the turn still happens. She's still a babyface now. They just haven't given us a reason, I guess. The commentators tried. And they said, you know, when you're when you're such a dominating force like damage control, you're going to bring out, you know, enemies will become friends and team up against you and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, I mean, they did, they've only just won the tag titles. Yeah. And they didn't lose yeah. originally. So, yeah. I don't know. Th- eh. This... This was a weird one for me because I've been giving Triple H a lot of credit recently mm-hmm. where even if there's something like Tommaso Ciampa being with The Miz and uh-huh. getting his first name back and, and things of that nature where you can clearly see that six months from now, the landscape is going to look different. It's yeah. going to be Triple H's version. I would have to imagine that Butch will probably be Pete Dunne at some point. At some point, but he's not just making those changes. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, they're they're involved in things. We're gonna do a little storyline. We're gonna work it into the show. Mm-hmm. I've been giving him a lot of credit on those type of decisions recently. This is the opposite of that, mm-hmm. where it's this kind of the same as we've gotten all year, where it's like, and Zaylee is a heel. Yep. And Lacey Evans is a heel. Yep. And Shotzi's a heel, and now a babyface. Why? Don't worry about why. Don't think about it. Don't don't think about why. Yeah. I don't like that, no. but it's also the bottom of the NX or the SmackDown women's division, so I'm not going to get that worked up about it. I'm just like I would care for a little bit more care and attention being mm-hmm. put into things, yeah. but eh, say it is. Uh Ronda Rousey had a sit down interview with Kayla Braxton, which didn't last very long cuz Liv Morgan interrupted and said, "Kayla, piss off." Uh since she took her seat. And she said that she wants an Extreme Rules match with Ronda Rousey as Extreme Rules, to which Ronda Rousey said, it's your funeral, and then walked off. Yeah. Simple. It, it's simple. I, <laughs> I know you kind of have to do this because she is the champion and she is a babyface and everything. Yeah. But I can't really take Liv Morgan seriously going up to Ronda Rousey and being like, I'm the only woman who's beaten you twice. Well, it's like, okay, half-truth Liv Morgan yeah, yeah, yeah. here. Totally. You... You lost one of those matches. Mm-hmm. Like, the referee didn't see, but you lost that SummerSlam match. Mm-hmm. And the other match is when you cashed in Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. So, like, pump the brakes there. It's stretching the truth a little Baby bit. Baby faces are meant to be a little bit more honest than what I felt we got in this segment. Yeah. But again, this is just the position that she's in. She can't really do anything about that. It's just, I wouldn't have put her in this position. Yeah. See, I would have said a more effective promo for this one would have been technically I've beaten you twice, but there's always been something surrounding it and clouding people's judgment of my wins. I need to beat you outright this time. This is why I want an extreme rules match. No, no smoke and mirrors. It's just going to be me and you and a bunch of weapons (laughs) and And a bunch of smoke and mirrors and a bunch of smoke and mirrors. (laughs) And by, I need to, I need to beat you. Work it in as her motivation, make it part of the story, but (laughs) As it stood, it's just like, you seem slightly delusional, you yeah. face champion, you. Yeah. Yeah. It's less good. Uh, Drew McIntyre cut a promo calling out Solo... Uh, Solo Sky, sorry, I read my notes. Calling out Karrion Cross. All right. They're going to have a match. Yeah. I'm mildly... Probably at Extreme Rules. Yeah, it, will, it is going to be a match that'll have been built up over a long period of time and then paid off. That's exactly what I want. 
that is perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Thumbs up. Speaking of thumbs up, I can't believe I'm doing a thumbs up for a segment involving Mad Cat Moss. But thumbs up, Solo Sokoa versus Mad Cat Moss. Because Solo Sokoa was defending his newly won NXT North American Championship in this match against Mad Cat Moss. I really like that. I loved everything about the presentation of Solo Sokoa on this show. Oh, Every so, moment so he was on screen, to me, was done to perfection. Mm-hmm. So, so good. Because having the championship defended immediately after he won it on Tuesday, one, sets him up as a fighting champion. Mm-hmm. Good. Means that he's not afraid of a fight. He's just a good wrestler. Um, has the crossover with NXT, which is great. Means yep. NXT has a bit more relevance in the, the main roster programming and stuff. Um, and it also just added an element to this match in and of itself. No one expected Madcap Moss to win this, obviously. But it did add an element of this is where Solo fits in the bloodline. Mm-hmm. He's another champion like these other guys, and he's going to defend his titles like these other guys do. Sort of. Roman Reigns and the Usos, not so much. <laughs> but, you know, he he actually defends his belts. He's a solid part of the bloodline. Sami Zayn still doesn't have a belt. Solo Sokoa does, though. He's got a belt, and he's going to defend it. Really, like, sets his place in the bloodline in stone. It's really, really good. There was a little backstage segment right before this match started as well, which just added to this whole thing, where the Usos were hyping up Solo Sokoa, being like, yeah, let's go, Us. We're going to go out there. We're going to make sure that you win your title. Let's go. We're going to do it again. We did it last week. We're going to do it again. Let's go. And Solo's like, hold up. No, no, no. Jay, you need to stay back here. You were off your game earlier, referring to how Jay cost Sami Zayn his match. And then said, hey, Sami, do you want to come out? Oh, man just chose Sami Zayn over his brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it so much because now we've got the Civil War brewing even more because we've got Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa forming like a little bit of a bond over here. And then you've got the Usos and Paul Heyman that are over here. Well, Jey Uso and Paul Heyman that are over here. And you kind of got Jimmy in the middle, just wants everyone to get along. Roman Reigns is, I guess, kind of on the solo side because Solo helped him out at Clash of the Castle and stuff. He it's likes like, Sammy recently. And he likes Sammy as well recently. Like, this, there's a lot of stuff happening here. There's a lot of different interactions, a lot of different character motivations. I love all of this. This is so great. This, to me, is why you add more characters to this story. Mm. Like... There are other factions and other storylines with multiple people where, honestly, most of the people you could just kind of, like, pluck out of the storyline. They don't make a whole lot of difference one way or the other. This is the opposite. Every character in this storyline has agency. Mm -hmm. They all have very clear traits, very clear personalities, very clear motivations and goals. This is what I've wanted out of this show for so long. Mm -hmm. I am so excited not to see how it ends, but to see how we get there. Mm. I'm excited to see the whole story here. The journey. I'm, I am just as excited about the journey and the twists and the turns and, and who's going to be siding with who through all this, how Jimmy Uso figures into it, how Paul Heyman discusses this with Roman Reigns, how Sami Zayn talks to Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman in the room. There's so many different aspects of this that we've yet to see, and I'm excited about all of them. Yeah. Mm, good stuff. This was really, really great. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, we then had that match of Solid Sokoa versus Mad Cat Moss. And 
Sammy during Solo's entrance was brilliant. Proper huge goofball Sammy yeah. dancing along to Solo's music is brilliant. Um, and again, I thought this match was decent. Again, nothing super special about it, but it served an important purpose, I think, which was getting over Solo's offense to people who aren't as familiar with him mm-hmm. and giving him enough time to shine in this match. He had a couple of good moves, like a really nice-looking belly-to-belly, one with his big spinning Uranagi afterwards, which was great. Um, and someone beat Madcap Moss. Why was that so hard? You can do it. See? You did it. <laughs> could do it this whole time. Um, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Thumbs up all around. I think. And again, going back to what I said about like motivations and Sami Zayn actually being a valuable part of this group, he saves Solo Sokoa from a move. Yeah. Whereas earlier, Jey Uso cost Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is proving his worth to the bloodline. Mm-hmm. He's doing his job. He's making it so it's not just as simple as like, no, oh, you're not one of us. Get out of here. As soon as anything goes wrong, he's like, no, he's actually building up a sense of worth within this mm-hmm. group. He's a valuable member of this group. Yeah. It's done fantastically well. Yeah. Absolutely fantastically well. And yeah, again, just giving a new character on your show wins. You'd think that would just be common sense, but for so long it wasn't. And now you're just kind of seeing like wrestling 101 and it's like, oh, revolutionary. Yeah. You know, but it's so great. It's easy and it's great. And I want to see more of it. Yeah. I will also give props to Michael Cole here during this match. When Sami Zayn did that little interference and saved Solo Sokoa and he got chased around the ring a little bit by Mad Cat Moss, Michael Cole on commentary goes, I mean, I, I hate to admit it, but I think Sami Zayn might be the MVP of the bloodline right now. And I'm like, I mean, he kind of is. Yeah, like, man's Michael proven Cole his worth. Making a point. Yeah, isn't it crazy? Isn't it nice? On the flip side, can I just say that Corey Graves is going to make me hate football season? Oh, Corey Graves. <laughs> I'm so excited for football to be back, but I'm so sad that Pat McAfee's not there. It wasn't in this match. It was in the opener between Ricochet and Sami Zayn. Corey Graves is insufferable. <coughs> he is the worst commentator in WWE right now. He's so bad. And I feel like he used to be good. He absolutely used to be good. Once upon a time. And then, he's... Oh, God. It's just... We're not going to get into it. We don't have time. Yeah. He's bad, and I don't like him. It really wound me up on this one. Just to hear... Yeah. It. I can't stand a heel commentator who is delusional. Yes. If you're going to be a heel commentator, just take the side of the heels. Just be like, listen, you got to do whatever you got to do to win. Yeah. If you're, not, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. But to be like, it's not cheating that the entire... Bloodline is 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 interfering on behalf of Sami Zayn. And it's then, not cheating. And then as soon as Logan Paul gets involved, it's like, oh, oh he's, he's cheating! He's he, the biggest one! He, he, he can't do that. He can't. Yeah. Oh, shut it's up. It's insufferable. It's it may so have worked annoying. at one point in the past. It doesn't work now. That's, that's good phrasing. In the past. In the past. Yeah. Leave it there. Leave uh, the memories alone. <laughs> we had the main event, which was a Fatal 4-Way number one contendership match for the tag team titles. Nailed it. We had one of these already on Raw. Mm-hmm. That's when Braun Strowman came back, right? I think. I was off for this. I don't watch Raw. Yeah, not do I. But I think that's when he came back, and then he just beat everyone up, and then they didn't have a winner. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Then they did it again, but with different people. Like, That does sound oh, right, oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know why any of these... Teams Sorry, all match. those other teams that aren't getting your title shot now. Yeah, I don't know why you're yeah. not, but... Anyway, we have Hit Row versus New Day versus Imperium versus Brawling Brutes. Mm-hmm. Solid, fun lineup right there. Yeah, 
doesn't really make sense within the context of the shows and everything. Why, you know, the Brawling Brutes who haven't won in a bit and mm-hmm. the New Day who really haven't won in a while. Like, why weren't the Viking Raiders involved in this match? The I team think, that wins. I think I saw a report just before I came in here that one of the Viking Raiders is injured. Oh, bother. Maybe. I think. That's lame. That is lame. Don't quote me on that because I I literally just gl- may, potentially glanced at a headline and I might have misread it when I when I was coming in the studio. So, either way, the someone New in the chat being... can clarify. Go to wrestletalk.com because that's where I saw it. So yeah. the new go day got thrown it. off a boat. They did. Usually, you don't get a title shot from uh, or an opportunity a title shot after no? getting thrown off a boat. No. Well, they're still not getting an opportunity. Well, they're still not getting a title shot anyway after mm-hmm. this match because they did not win this match. I thought. When this match started, I was like, this is going to be a bit of fun. Yeah. This will be good. Fun lineup, good yeah. wrestlers involved, good mix of styles. Yeah. You got Pete Dunn in there. Mm-hmm. He can wrestle with the Imperium dudes. Yeah. And you got Top Dollar. He's different. He's mm-hmm. big, really impressive. And you got the New Day, who are just great. Yeah. It's a good mix here. Yeah. And I was like, this will be a bit of fun. As it turns out, it was really fun. Yeah. I did not expect this level of fun. I'll be honest. This was really, really good stuff. They had some really good spots in this one. There was a, a couple of incredibly memorable ones. I really liked at the start, everyone was kind of doing dives and getting their bits in. The pace was super fast in this one. Top dollar teased that he was going to do like a dive to the outside, but then he got cut off. He's done that good. a few weeks in a row now. Yeah. I want him to do it one time. Yeah, he will. One time. Maybe on pay-per-view. Yeah. He'll save it, but then he'll do it, and everyone will be like, oh my god! It's going to be great. Uh, speaking of top dollar, he got kind of top stuff in this match, mm-hmm. I think. The, the biggest spot, He's got two guys on his shoulders, one guy in front of him, and then he just starts walking around the ring and making it look easy. I'm like, that man's strong. He's strong. He's strong. That man, that's a strong man right there. Uh, and then quite easily, just kind of like chucked one off and did like a slam. Other one comes down kind of like Wasteland style. Really good stuff. Yeah. And then Ridge Holland came in. You go, oh, big beefy boy's doing big beefy things. Went back and forth, and Ridge Holland gets him up and does an Alabama slam on the top dollar, and everyone goes, "Oh my god!" Yeah, bit, they like built the anticipation for more and more bigger spots. Mm-hmm. And even though it's only one person doing a move to one person, it still felt as big as Top Dollar doing a move to three people because they built up Top Dollar to be this like titan uh, ruling across the ring. So someone slaying that titan, everyone went, "Oh my god!" And they they built the psychology of the match so perfectly well. This was this was wonderful stuff. I really enjoyed this match. Again, for all the reasons that I said, just with the mix of styles mm. and everything. And yes, there was an escalation of spots, which is kind of how these matches used to work mm. a lot more than they do now. Where just yeah, you build to the finish. And a lot of the time it's a lot more subtle because in a singles match, you're not going to have crazy spots like this throughout. But in a big multi-man match, it can just kind of devolve into a thing happens, then a thing happens, then a thing happens. This was not that. It was still a lot of things happening, but they all still built until the finish. And I thought they did that very well. They built to a really great climax in this match where I was like, I have no idea how this is ending. Is this the finish? No. Is this the finish? No. Is this the finish? No. And I kept teasing that finish for a while. The finish itself, I thought, was fine. Not what I would have done, personally. But Imperium hit the Imperium bomb onto Ashante, I think. Or maybe mm. Woods? I can't remember. Something like that. One of them. Uh, and uh, There's a lot of people in this match. There's a lot of people in this match. And uh, Ridge Holland tagged himself in just as Ludwig Kaiser uh, jumped off the ropes. Then dumped him out the ring and stole the pin. So the Broading Brutes got the win. 
So they're going to be facing the Usos next week. Uh, as Michael Cole very hurriedly said, <laughs> as the copyright logo flashed up. And, and, and next week, Usos versus Brawling Brutes. Okay, bye. And then show ends. Um, I, If the Brawling Brutes were going to win, I would have preferred them to win under their own power rather mm-hmm. than stealing a pin. But still a really great main event. Interesting double heel dynamic next week. Yeah, I mean, are they still heels now? Because Sheamus was basically the face in that Gunther feud. I, I guess these guys are kind of faced by proxy. They're getting big babyface reactions yeah, now. I, I suppose. But at the same time, like, they stole the pin in they this did match, steal which the is pin, a heel move. Which is why I wanted them to win under their own power. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, it'll, again, it'll make for a good match. Pete mm. Dunne's going to have a wrestling match for, for a title on TV that'll probably be given time. And Against the Usos. Yeah, it's going to be good. That's so like Yeah, I'm, I'm all on board for that. Yeah. Um, overall, I thought this was a... <coughs> Odd cough. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, we're losing him. Oh, no. I thought this was like a high three per the new standards of SmackDown, which, again, I'm trying to figure out where all these different wrestling shows lie on their own scales. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was yeah. like a three out of five SmackDown per these standards is not a three out of five SmackDown from six months ago. Three out of five SmackDown from six months ago is vastly different. Oh, yes. Yeah. Whereas this, again, was like, this was a perfectly competently booked show with good stuff throughout, some things I would like changed, but not a big thing that you need to go out of your way to see. Yes. It's, it's the high end of average. Yes, I agree. But that doesn't mean it's bad. No, at not at all. all. Whereas like, no. if, if you have a, like a three out of five dynamite, that's probably below their average. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, it's their average these days. But like, you know, it's, it's a different scale that you're working with here. Absolutely. And we're tr- still figuring out what the Triple H scale of, mm-hmm. of Raw and SmackDown is, but this was still a good show. I agree wholeheartedly with everything you just said. Um, one last bit before we get into Rampage quickly as well, uh, is there was a thing that happened at the arena, which a lot mm-hmm. of people have been talking about, where during an ad break, just in the arena itself, all the lights were down and everything, they started playing the song White Rabbit. And everyone in the crowd started getting up their phones and doing the torches and everything. Um, and a lot of people are speculating that this may be a hint at Bray Wyatt things. Because, you know, this is the sort of thing that someone would film and then it, oh, would, spooky. And then it would get out on the internet. So it would still build hype, even if they're not talking about it at all. There's a lot of speculation that it's a Bray Wyatt thing. Uh... I don't think it is. We've seen it so many times now, <laughs> where anytime there's something vaguely spooky, everyone goes, it's Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And then it's not. Um, it could be. I don't think it is. Um, mainly because uh, Karrion Cross on his time in Lucha Underground was known as White Rabbit. Mm. That was his thing. So I feel like they've just done that. They just played it in the arena because they can just to kind of like build the cross stuff rather than Bray Wyatt. It's like a weird me. thing to just do out of nowhere. It is weird, isn't it? You know, because it, it carrying cross aside from like, you know, turning the, the color off in real life, which is a hard thing to do, I'm told. Um, aside from doing <laughs> things like that, there hasn't really been any of this kind of extra spookiness on his what part. What do you mean, Tempest? It's real easy to turn the color off. Oh, no. Is carrying cross about to show up? Oh, bother. Oh, I hope I don't get choked. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh, God. My belt. Oh, it's back. Yeah. It's over. It's over. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I think it, I, it's a bit of fun. It, it's it's whatever. It wasn't even on TV, which is no. why I'm just like, eh, it's interesting that you would do something like that. I think it, again, just speaks more to the fact that everybody is so hungry 
for a Bray Wyatt return. Mm. Everyone's just Everyone like chomping it. at the bit for Bray Wyatt to come back and be creative and do whatever he's going to do. Yeah. I don't think this is it, but I think when it is it, it's going to be big. Mm. Like really big. Yeah, I hope so. I think it's, it's going to be huge. Also, to everyone's saying that's not black and white. Yes, I know. It's close. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's for the bit, all right? Just go with me. Uh, let's talk about Rampage, uh, which started off with Matt Hardy versus Darby Allen. I like this match. This was fun. I didn't have high hopes for it because, you know, Matt Hardy's body is in a state. Mm-hmm. But I thought this was very good. I Darby this Allen. Was a very good opener. Did the Jeff Hardy <laughs> thing, and then he missed the Swanton Bomb in the apron. Ow! Don't do that. Um,. Yeah, Matt was in control for a lot of this match. Island just kind of eked out the win. All right. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match, honestly. Like, I like that Darby Allen's suicide dive is, like, being countered more often now. <laughs> it feels like people are have taken note that that's a thing that he does, and we can capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels... It feels like there's a, been a progression here, and I like that. I like just a lot of the offense we got in this match. Like, Matt hit his uh, Splash Mountain powerbomb that looked really good. You know, Matt still went for a moonsault, and how he's still able to hit a moonsault at his age with his body, I do not understand, but I give him full credit for. Mm-hmm. And then we got a good finish with just a Code Red in the Last Supper, and I thought this was really solid stuff. It was better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brody King then killed Matt Hardy. Yep. Uh, and he uh, did a, a tag match at Grand Slam between House of Black and Sting and Darby Allen, which is good to see that House of Black is still doing stuff, even yeah. without Malachi Black around. Yeah, it should be a really fun match. I keep forgetting that next week's show is two hours, because yeah. Grand Slam, can't wait to wake up an hour earlier to review it. But still, I'm glad to see that they're doing something, and if I had to guess, I would say like the Hardys versus the House of Black will probably be the first thing for jeff and matt to do mm-hmm. when jeff's back also would not rule out the possibility of the hardys against sting and darby mm-hmm. because sting was like jeff hardy's favorite wrestler growing up there's mm-hmm. stuff that you can do there you know yeah sting and jeff hardy definitely have no history no or anything you can that forget about before. all that yeah yeah i don't want to talk about that history no i know yeah uh <clears throat> eddie kingston did a promo calling out sammy guevara all righty they're gonna have a match Cool. Didn't realize we were getting that, but that's okay, I guess. Yeah, we'd... I'm glad that they've put aside their differences to just mm. like be able to have a match like this. But yeah. god damn, this like the Blackpool Combat Club slash Eddie Kingston's crew versus the Jericho crew has been going on all year. It is insane how long this has gone. Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho have literally, well, they're not feuding anymore, but them and their extended groups have been feuding since like December. That's a long time. This is why I don't want them to feud anymore. Yeah. I'm kind of done with it, gang. Yeah. If we can do some other stuff, that'd be great. Speaking of, having said that, we're now going to praise this next segment, which makes no sense. But we've got Claudio Castagnoli come out mm-hmm. to hype up Willie Utah after he lost his belt to be like, hey, it's okay. We will make mistakes and we learn from those mistakes. It's fine. You're going to get your title back. Don't worry about it. Um, Chris Jericho comes off commentary and he says that he's won a bunch of world titles in his career, but he's not won a world title in Ring of Honor. He wants that Ring of Honor world championship. He challenges Claudio to a match and they're having a match. Great. It should be great. Yeah. You know, they should have a really great match. Just the idea of Chris Jericho challenging for the Ring of Honor world championship is so surreal to me. It just that doesn't that doesn't seem possible at all. 
And here's here's something that I was thinking about because I've just had Ring of Honor and Claudio on on the brain since mm-hmm. since this segment basically. Do you think they're gonna do final battle? Like, do you think we're gonna get another Ring of Honor pay per view this year? Because you'd kind of have to announce it and start promoting it like soon. I'm gonna go with yes. Because the promotion they gave for Death Before Dishonor was not much. So I reckon they could they could get away with it, I think. All right. Yeah. In that case, mm. how about this idea? Mm. Main event of Final Battle 2022. Claudio Castagnoli defends the Ring of Honor World Championship against Chris Hero. That's a really good idea. I really want to see that mm-hmm. match. Yeah. That'd be really cool. I and when I think about like the the vision and the presentation that they could do of this Ring of Honor, that is exactly the kind of match that I think would draw on on like mm-hmm. a pay per view like that. Yeah, yeah. I want to see it. Yeah, I want to see it. Sounds fun to you me. You get man. a pay per view buy out of me. Yep. Uh, Jade Cargill wanted more competition, and then Diamante came up. I forgot she was in this company. Same. And she said, well, if you need a competition, all you need to do is ask. I was like, but you, she has been asking. Yeah, she asks every week. She asks all the time for competition. Oh, man, I'm really sad that Chris Statlander got hurt. Yeah, and Diamante said she's not coming alone. Yeah, she's bringing someone who's uh, from the 305, which is Miami. Yeah. Now, I did not have the mental capacity. because of Pitbull. Ah, mm. I know it because of MVP. <laughs> yeah, that works. His finisher was the 305 at yeah. point. I don't know who this is. Who's from Miami that could be this person? Chat, help us out. If you know... The Rock. <laughs> you know, I hadn't considered that. I hadn't considered that as an option. Yeah. Well, that, that's got to be who it it's is. It's got to be it, right? Yes. Chat, if you can let <laughs> us know who that might be... Because I have, I, I, I'm bad. Pitbull. It's Pitbull. going to be Pitbull. Pitbull. Oh, yeah. Red yeah. Velvet. A couple people are saying. It's Red Velvet from Miami. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway, uh, she's having a match with Diamante. I bet right. it'll be quick. Yes. Sure will. Uh, Red Velvet's from Miami. Makes sense. Right. Um, uh, Penelope Ford faced Willow Nightingale. Willow Nightingale is the best. I love Willow Nightingale. No debates here. Willow Nightingale is the best. She should be. If she's, I think she's signed to some sort of maybe tiered deal. But you strap the rocket to her, make her yeah, like man. the babyface champion. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I know they've got one right now. In have a Storm, have like, a defeat, Jade Cargill. She care. should beat Jade. Yeah. There isn't a better option at the moment in no. my mind than Willow. She's, she's great. So she's charming. She's charismatic. Good babyface energy. Good wrestler. I don't know what there's to miss about it. Yep. She's so good. She's, she's great. And I really, I like this match too. I did as well. I thought that they did a really good job here. Um, I was um, I was really impressed with Penelope Ford as well. Mm-hmm. I thought she more than held her own against, against Willow Nightingale. Looked really, really good. And she won with an Indian Deathlock. Yeah. Cool. The Muda Lock. Yeah. Yeah, because I still call it that. Yeah. Yeah, I. there were a few things I liked in this match. Jim Ross in this match said uh, Willow Knight, because Willow Nightingale missed the pounce at one point, and she missed another move. I can't remember what it was, but she missed, like, a couple of moves where she had to leave her feet. And, I think and it was that a senton. She missed another senton. That's what it was. And Jim Ross made the point of saying, 
She is taking herself out of this match because of what she's doing as opposed to what Penelope Ford is doing. Mm -hmm. And that just means she has big upside because you can learn from those mistakes. And I was like, that's a really good way of like protecting a star in defeat. That is commentary mm -hmm. adding to a match and making everybody just look better. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was really good. I think that we will more than likely get Penelope Ford versus like Tony Storm for the uh, women's the interim mm -hmm. women, women's title in the near future on TV at some point. I think that's like a perfectly fine TV women's title match. No complaints here. Yep, I agree. Hangman and Dark Order hash things out backstage, being like, hey, sorry about, you know, losing. And sorry like, about hitting you yeah, <laughs> one so, time. Sorry about all that. And they were like, hey, it's cool, man. It's fine. But then uh, Roosh comes up, uh, and they're like, well, th this happens every time, where you uh, the Dark Order take the fall for the cowboy, because the cowboy always fails whenever they give the cowboy a chance. And then Roosh is like, I'm going to eliminate all your asses from this battle royal. They're doing a battle royal, by the way. Uh, and they're teasing like a little Roosh hangman thing. That should be a fun match. That's fun. I like that. Yeah, I'm on board. If, if, yeah, like this Andrade Roosh thing, we haven't gotten a lot of like reason for it. They've just kind of been there. They'll have a match and it'll be really good. Like their tornado match with the Lucha Brothers was great. And they brought in Dragon Lee to face the Elite, and that was great. And then they kicked out Dragon Lee, and I was like, why'd you do that? Mm -hmm. But there hasn't been, like we said on the SmackDown review, a goal in mind. There is no motivation here yet. And I'm still waiting for that to happen. And as, if we can get Andrade versus Hangman at full gear or something like that, that should be a fun match. Mm. Hangman and Roosh on TV, that sounds very fun. And... Honestly, I kind of see this going the way that, like, Ten ends up joining Andrade's crew mm. and becoming, like, their enforcer. Yeah. I couldn't, I could absolutely see that happening and seeing some sort of, like, disintegration of the Dark Order yeah. in some form kind of led by maybe Hangman Page. I would say joining the Elite, but who knows when that's going to happen. Well, well. But there's storyline potential here that I don't think we have had with Andrade's crew to this point. Mm -hmm. So I like that. I battle agree. Royal, why do we keep having number one contender match, number one contender ladder match, number one contender Battle Royal? We already have a number one contender to the world title. What are the rankings for? His name is MJF. <laughs> He's there. He yeah. has a title. Whatever. He gets the title match when he wants it. So I guess <laughs> yeah. you just, you know, make a number one contender in the interim of that. But That's like, what the rankings are for. Yeah, that is what the rankings are for. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Page squashed Danhausen. A fun squash. A fun though. squash. It was good. Ethan Page looked good. I like that. I like Ethan Page. Good. I like Danhausen's spot on this roster, mm -hmm. where he is—he's a comedy jobber who's really over. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the time, when you put like you can't do the jobber getting the shock win over the superstar with just a guy, because. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, the people won't care about that guy. So they'll be like, huh? At the finish, as opposed to, yeah, he got it. Dan Housen's the kind of guy where if he pulls off a shock win, and he's good enough to beat other low-end talent on the roster, but if he beats a superstar, he's got the following that everybody will care. I, I don't know. It's, just, it's an observation that I made, but it sets him apart from most other comedy figures in, in wrestling. I agree, yeah. Uh, I had the main event of Josh Woods versus Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor TV title. Beefy uh, boys. Big beefy boys. 
I think that Josh Woods has a really good look. Oh, yeah. In that he's so easy to understand and to latch onto for people who are new to Josh Woods, me included, because I think I've seen him wrestle once before. Last time he was on AEW Rampage, probably. Um, it's just a very easy look. You know, big bushy beard, long hair, tattoos, big beefy lad. He got the gum shield with the teeth on it. I'm like, I get it. He looks mean. He looks, he looks intimidating. Like, yes, he looks like a guy who would kick your ass. Exactly. That is an easy look to understand the character that you're supposed to be buying into. Uh, this was a very fun match. Mm -hmm. I think these two worked really well together. Um, it was a point that you made in your edited review in that it can, when it becomes two big beefy boys, it can become a bit slow and a bit plodding. It can be just two tanks running into yeah, each other. And just going, eh, eh, yeah, nothing really happens. But that's not either of these guys' styles. Right. And they, they worked, they complemented each other's variations on the big guy style. Yeah, like good. Samoa Joe is still like a very agile big man mm. who uses a lot of strikes. And Josh Woods is a grappler. He mm. is an amateur-based grappler. And those styles complement each other very well. They just happen to be done by two very large men. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Very, very good stuff. Uh, Samoa Joe won in the end with the muscle buster following tons of interference and stuff from the outside. I really like the finish where he just like... Hits the Uranagi on, on Woods, just decks Tony Nese yeah. right in the face, just twats him, just get off the apron. Yep. And then hits the muscle buster and wins. Yeah. This is good. It's simple. A simple way to deal with interference. Mm -hmm. No, you don't need to get distracted and be like, oh, rap, come on. What, why are they what on are you, the apron What are you doing for? on the apron? Just get boom. off there. Quick shot. Bang. Easy. Yep. Uh, Wardlow then came out afterwards to save Samoa Joe from a post-match beatdown. He's got his old theme music back again. I think he had it maybe last week or something, but I wasn't here, nor did I watch. So he's got his old theme music back. I like uh, it. It's so much better than his other one. So that makes me happy. Uh, and then we got a little stare down between Wardlow and Samoa Joe, teasing potentially that match in the future. Big, beefy boys. Yeah. That will also be a fun match, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of things being set up in AEW right now. It's like, that sounds fun. Yeah. I yeah. like that. Cool. Because they don't involve the ass boys. Yeah. It's got to be in every review. <coughs> ass boys are in the firm. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, this was a solid episode of Rampage. Again, nothing super special, but. Those firm ass boys. <laughs> the firm ass boys. That's them. Yep. You, yep. Chant that at a show for me. Firm ass, <laughs> firm ass. Um, this is fine. Three out of five episode of Rampage. Yeah. Again, I said uh, I said in my edited review that this to me felt like a perfectly entertaining one hour of pro wrestling television. There's not one thing on the show that I would recommend people go out of their way to see. Mm -hmm. But if you want to just sit down and watch an hour of wrestling and be entertained, this was a very good hour of pro wrestling TV. There you go. Perfectly summed up. Uh, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here before we get out of it. Uh, do we have uh, patron shoutouts actually? I believe so. Let's let's do those. Uh, da, ba, da, ba, da, ba, da. Here they are. What's the date today? Seventeenth. Seventeenth. It's okay. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, we have to say thank you to some very special people. Those are our Patreon backers on our Patreon page, patreon.com/wrestletalk. Bunch of extra bonus content over there. Uh, including 
brand new on the page right now is you get a bunch of perks for the Monday Night War series that we're yeah. doing on Parts of Unknown. You get one week's early access. You get a booking podcast every week as well where me and Luke just talk about like our candid thoughts about the shows each week and what we thought and production stories and stuff like that. Any lost footage that happens... Happens more than you think. It, it, it really does happen. Uh, so we talk about our stories about stuff like that. You get extra bonus podcasts. You get shout outs in videos like this if you pledge at certain tiers. And if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read on a show much like this one. So thank you to Daylight Robbery, Rob James. Yeah. Yo, Adrian. Rocky. Yeah. Ross, Pooper Scooper Cooper. Yeah. Rue the Day. There's a lot of values, vowels in a, in, a, in a row there. Rue the day, Ruari O'Brien Kelly. I wonder if it's pronounced Rory. Rory? I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I assume it's an Irish name, mm -hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. O'Brien Kelly, you think might be Irish. It's, ju it's just a hunch. Yeah. I've got. It's crazy, crazy. <laughs> crazy theory I got. The man with the scoops, Sean. Yeah. The torrential tribute, Spencer Vornhagen. And I appreciate that because that's a Yu-Gi-Oh reference. Sure. The Pharaoh, Stephen Mazafaro. Yeah. Stevie Howlin', if you hear me. Yeah. The Incredible, Tarzo. Yeah. The Pym Particle, Terry Hankhammer. Yeah. Dr. Hook, Nolan Evans. Yeah. And keep rolling, the Rick Peck. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Thank you, all of our pledge hammers on our Patreon page. Head over to patreon.com forward slash restore to get all those perks and bonus content and more. Uh, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here. Last chance to get those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Beer. All the ones that are... Uh, I'll do that after the ultra chats. Beer. Uh, <coughs> beer also. Beer52.com forward slash restock. Get that link at the bottom of the description. Delicious beer. Yeah, it's great beer. Uh, uh, $5 and up. Uh, go and read the ones that are that. Trevor Nal said, uh, long time viewer, first time ultra chatter. After hating on WWE for so long, it's nice to see Drew, Sammy, KO, and Cross be legit contenders to Roman. It's a breath of fresh air. Who else could you see being built to that level, either currently or later? It's difficult to say because he doesn't fit like the storyline and I don't think he, until he shows me otherwise, I don't think his promos will get him there. But I'm very interested to see how far they push Ricochet with this. Like he's just been racking up wins. Mm -hmm. If you turn him into a main event contender, those are a lot of fun matches you can have. Uh, you know who else I think is going to be a title contender before long? Happy Corbin. Mm -hmm. uh, Doom said, uh, was it SmackDown last night? Also Seth. Seth is on that list. Yes, I agree. Uh, said, was it SmackDown last night? Overall fun night, but... <coughs> Excuse me. Can you read it? Was it SmackDown last night? <laughs> Overall fun night, but it felt like the show dipped after the first match and was picked up at the last two. Also, is it me or is Damage Control's theme <laughs> Pure Cheeks? It's bad. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Pure Cheeks. Yeah. That's great. That's good phrasing. Um, I haven't paid that much attention to it. I mean, WWE yeah. music is still quite bad. They've not quite fixed it yet. Yeah. They've got a lot of rehab to do on the music front. Yeah. Uh, I, did, I didn't felt the show dip, personally. Um, I can understand why you'd think that, but the stuff I thought in the middle was, well, it wasn't bad. It was, it was fine. I could see someone not being as into just watching Mad Cat Moss and Solo Sokoa wrestle 
Fair. in front of them because yeah. it's Madcap Moss mm-hmm. and it's a new person who hasn't wrestled on the main roster yet. Fair enough. You know, but yeah. And also a Raquel match in the middle was with heavy interference also probably not the mm-hmm. most exciting thing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's totally fair. The things that I did like on the show were just like the interactions with the bloodline mostly mm-hmm. and then the opening and closing matches. So yeah. I don't think you're that you're that far off base. Uh, Tails P said, Braun did the revengeance meme. Do we know what? I don't know what the revengeance meme is. I don't know what that is. is. I'm out of touch. Clearly, I'm not with the kids these days. Uh, if he took a couple of seconds before doing the taker sit-up, I might have been more into it. What are the chances Usos lose the tag titles only for Sammy and Solo to win them? That's interesting. I don't know if I like that idea more than Kevin and Sammy eventually winning. Yeah. But that is interesting. That is interesting. That's it's the, like it's, it's a, a bad slight, Yeah, it's it's like an eight out of ten idea, but I uh-huh. think the other one's like a nine out of ten idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if that's right. what they do. Yeah, I'd be I'd be still well into it. Yeah, um, and I also agree that I think Braun needed to wait a little bit before seeing up. I think maybe sell the move for a little bit and then just no, I'm not finished with mm. you, etc. Um, also, he says uh, side note: Has Willow Nightingale ever won on TV? Yes, I feel like she has. She has, I think, at least once. Mm-hmm. I want to say. Not often. No. They don't have non sign non non graphic talent win matches on TV very often. I think she won a trios match, I wanna say. Mm. On Could Rampage be. one time. I might be wrong, but anyway. Uh Fluffy Panda's been a member for two months in a row. Thank you so much. Uh saying good thing Crown Jewel isn't canon, right? Right? Logan, Paul. Yeah. It is canon. It is canon. I, I wish we could just have like WWE What If spinoff. Yeah, that'd be months. cool. If it legitimately wasn't in canon, all for it. This yeah. is great, great idea. Stupid bit of fun, awesome. Yeah. But it is in canon. Yeah. So don't do that. <laughs> That's what I'd say. Um, Thirty-five Antonio said, "Hi, Solomonsa said perfectly. Is Roman if Roman is going to face someone at Crown Jewel, Logan as the attraction is a fine choice as long as it's not for the title. Roman refuses. Any other person would be a waste on a Saudi Arabia show. KO is not going, and Seth should be at Survivor Series. That's also fair. Kevin Owens isn't going to do the show, mm-hmm. which limits options there sure. slightly. And nor is Sammy. <laughs> no, Sammy's not going to do the show. So then at, at that point, you've got like Karrion Cross." Seth Cross, Drew again. Yeah, Solo Sokoa. <laughs> I'd rather not burn one of those options at. Yeah. I'd also just rather not have Crown Jewel. Yeah. <laughs> if we, if in a perfect world, that would be something that we could sweep under the rug with the rest of the Vince McMahon stuff and never think about Vince McMahon again and all of yeah. his bad business decisions. Yeah, exactly. Bad business. You know. You know. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Charles Burke said, hello gang. Charles Burke is finally on his vacation Woo! Slept for an extra two hours. Walked to get some pancakes, bacon and eggs from a lovely diner. And today I'll just be relaxing. Starting tomorrow in my great food tour. First stop, Au Cheval Burger and Fries. You sound like you're having a fantastic Sounds like a great vacation, Charles. Time. I hope you have a longer one. That uh, sentence uh, stopped making sense in my head midway through. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what HMAN0199 is saying. Mm-hmm. This uh, list of Miami-based build wrestlers. Oh, Miami-based. But uh, there's a lot of people here where it's just like, those are names. Those are sure names. Are, like, every person wrestling currently. Yeah. 
It's like Alex G, Anna Diaz, Beastly Brody, Cassidy, Cha-Cha, Chris Jones, Cody Hall. Don't think it's going to be him. David Mercury, David Sierra, Evan Newcastle, Harmony, Jesse Andrews, Johnny Boone, Jordan Rayner, Layla Gray. Layla Gray? Interesting. Mm. Max Stardom, Megan Jones, and continues to say, uh, Michael Mannix, Rod Steele, Roman Cornell, Silhouette, Scorpio, The Rock, <laughs> TJ Jackson, and Valeria uh, Lureda. I don't think it's any of those people. Are you sure it's not The Rock? I'm 91% sure it's not. But it might be The Rock. Might be The Rock. Yeah, it could be The The Rock. The Rock might back up Diamante against Jade Cargill. You know what? Don't rule it out. You know what? It's 2022 (laughs) and Stranger Things have happened. Stranger Things Season 4 has happened. You're right. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for watching. Really do appreciate it. Make sure to click the link in the top of the description for beer52.com forward slash Wrestle Talk. Get yourself eight free craft beers. All you have to do is pay for the postage. It's only like a fiver if you're in the UK. Go get them. It's worth it. It's a great deal. They help out the show. You help out them. They help out us. It's a good time. Everyone helps out each other. Everybody wins. Go click that link. Uh, thank you so much for watching. We'll be back with more content next week as well. I've been Joe with Pete Quinnell. I've been joined by your Jam That Champion, Tempest. And we'll see you guys in more content soon. Jam That Jam, L-I-W, for life. Goodbye. Jam Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.